Hey everybody, welcome to a new episode of Empowerment with Dilfer Bunda. And this one, I don't know, I don't know the title or the name of it yet. I haven't come up with it. Now I'm going to, you know, see what happens. See what the Lord gives me. But in this episode, I'm going to be talking about a lot of stuff that I think has really helped me. And this actually came out of a message that I preached yesterday to my family in our night prayer. That It came out of that, and, and, I, and I did not prepare it then. It was like the Holy Spirit just started working, orchestrating, and working all these things. And just said, you know what? Go ahead and speak. I want to say something. And I didn't even want to say much. And then the Spirit just kept on leading me to thing after thing after thing. And revelation after revelation. And he kept on. It was just amazing is what I'm saying. And uh, it's just what he does. And I believe that the Spirit of God is convinced to me. Convinced. Underline the word convinced. That it's unnecessarily in an audible voice. Uh, but he has convinced me. And he can bear witness with my conscience on that. Because number one, it glorifies God. Number two, is that I don't feel any resistance against it in my conscience. So, yeah. Um, I'm going to be, you know, giving you that message today to encourage people. And I, the Spirit has really used it to encourage me and to lift me up. And to just to... I don't know. He's done a lot. He's done a lot. The reason I'm saying I don't know is because I don't know how to articulate it. Or is that even a word? I don't know how to phrase that. I don't know how to put it in words. What he's done. Though, if I took a bit more time, maybe I'd find words that kind of... Words that that could kind of describe what the Spirit has done. But it's all amazing. It's all amazing. And um, so this is just the intro the first segment and I'm going to put it with that music that I that I put um, with that background music that I, that I put you know if I think what is my favorite episode my favorite episode is the a church united because I think it represents and it shows and it showcases the nature of the kingdom of God heaven on earth as it is in heaven you know how will be in heaven, the joy of it, and the unity of it, and the fullness of it. And one thing to mention is that, hey, I've been writing songs, and not necessarily writing songs, but I've, you know, recording, and, uh, you know, it, I just have to have a solid structure. Yes, I've got to come up with a with, with a solid structure, recording stuff that I think the Lord gives me. And he's given me one song that I'm still stuck at the, I don't, at the coming up with the chords because that's as far as I, as I've learned to go coming up with the chords. I've come up with some chords for some parts of the song, and you know, it, it, inspiration just keeps on striking, and I, I just keep on, you know. But then uh, again, I've been procrastinating with that. I've been procrastinating, and that's not good. That's not good. I have also pro- procrastinated on the episode, uh, Dominion Over, over Lust. Uh, but I promise you, it will it will come, part two. 
and part three. So I, so I still keep my word, you know what I mean? A promise by which, so that I am held by something. So I have to do it. So I have to do it. Um, yeah, this episode is going to do to be a lot of encouragement, you know. There's going to be... I don't want to reveal too much before we even get into it. Because this is just the intro. I don't want to reveal too much. So, in the meanwhile, let me... Let me take let me take up let me take the time and tell you you know about my life and tell you about what's been going on and lately the lord has just been picking me up and you know and i had been feeling like the lord was distant like i was trying to reach out to god but the lord was distant so then i made a prayer and i said god reveal yourself to me and then it happened. The Lord started revealing. He made himself real to me in a way that I could not understand. He made himself so real and so present to me in those moments that it was it was amazing. It was beautiful. And uh, yeah, that's and uh, you know, let's wait to jump in into the body of like <laughs> the body, but the body, the main points, and the message. Now, let's let's start. Uh, We're starting in Isaiah 43, which I'm going to read. I wrote it in my podcasting book or journal or notebook. Let's call it my podcasting notebook. Um, Let's see. Isaiah 43, which says, and I think I wrote from the NLT, from the NLT, yeah, I think so. But now, O Jacob, and Jacob represents us, his children, listen to the Lord who created you. That is, he's showing us that listen to your creator, okay? O Israel, that's us, the one who who formed you says that means that our creator says do not be afraid for i have ransomed you another version says redeemed but redeemed uh do not be afraid for i have ransomed you i have called you by name oh my god you are mine i could take like 5 minutes just explaining that part but Wow. God says that I have called you by name. Reminds me of what he said to Jeremiah that before you were formed in your mother's womb, that I called you to be a prophet, a prophet of many nations. Wow, 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 wow. You are mine. God says that you are mine. You belong to me. And the next verse, and in the next verse, he's just explaining, and all throughout the Bible, he's just explaining what it means that we belong to him. What it means uh, since we belong to him. What what does that mean for us? And so, let's just read what the next verse says, which says, When you go through through deep waters, I will be with you. It means it would be like the waters are a metaphor representing challenges or anything. 
or any hardships that we can go through. He's saying, when you go through deep hardships, I will be with you. When you go through rivers of difficulty, that's the NLT that says that, you will not drown. You will not drown. And then when you walk through the fire, when you walk through the fire, you will not be burned up. The flames will not consume you. So the fire, the water, that's just metaphors for challenges, struggles, and problems, and things that are in our way, you know. God is saying that I will be with you. He's saying that it will not drown you, meaning that it will not be too much for you. I will not let it be too much for you, meaning that it will not harm you. It will not burn you. Now, let's see. And he goes on to say, For I am the Lord, your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. So, for could be replaced for because with, because I am the Lord, your God, the Holy One of Israel. So, he's saying to, to us that because he is the Lord, our God, the Holy One of Israel, our Savior, He will do what He just said to us in the, la in the last verse. And so this is like a love letter from a father to his children, a shepherd to his sheep, a friend to a friend, a God to His people. He is making promises, you know. He tells us who He is. He's telling us He's our Creator. That he, our creator, is speaking. So we better pay attention. He tells us to not be afraid. Because we're no longer slaves of sin. Because he has called us and assigned us with purposes. That we are his. And nothing can change that. It's all that matters. He promises to be with us in our, str in our struggles. That he won't allow our struggles to be too great for us. That through the fire we will not be burned. The flames shall not kindle upon us. This all means he won't let us be harmed. Once again, he says, I am the Lord your God, your Savior. Be still and know that I am God. That's in the Bible. In the Bible, he's in Psalms, in the book of Psalms. I don't remember, I don't remember where, but where he says, be still and know that I am God. In that very chapter, he says that I am a very present help in times of trouble. I am a very present help in times of trouble, meaning that in times of trouble, my, my presence, then my presence is made known, that I make my presence made known. Now let's go over to our second main passage, which is Matt, which is in Matthew 14, 22 to 23. But since for the sake of time, I'm not going to read the whole thing, right? Okay. When Jesus told his disciples to go over to the other side of the lake while he prayed. And as he prayed, strong winds had risen, and they, the disciples, were fighting heavy waves. Jesus said, says to Peter, and so now Jesus, now at, at about 3 a.m. in the morning, Jesus starts walking on the water, coming towards him. And so, and so now there's still these waves and this storm, right? And so now, when they look at him, they think he's a ghost. And so, 
Jesus says, take courage, I am here. Or take courage, I am. Right? And so now, Peter says, Lord, if it is you, command me to come. And Jesus says to Peter, come. Now here we find the picture of Jesus calling Peter to follow him. It's a picture of Peter, of Jesus calling Peter to his calling, which was to walk on water, to do the impossible, you know? But but when the waves and winds were screaming for Peter's attention, he looked away from Jesus and saw and saw them. And saw the waves and saw the mountains and saw the struggles. And he started to drown. He started to drown. And uh, something uh, we get here is to keep our eyes on Jesus in the storm. Looking away from Jesus will distract you from your calling. Which Jesus has supernaturally empowered you to do. One other thing is... One other thing to mention is that the storm is a distraction. The storm is a distraction by Satan to distract you from Jesus, to distract you from your calling, which is to walk on water, from your calling, which is to follow Jesus as he walks on water. Oh my God. I don't know if you're getting all this metaphor stuff that is represented here, but the Spirit of God, let the Spirit of God reveal that to you. Let him open your eyes. And so now, the storm is just a distraction. You won't drown you. You won't drown in the storm. You won't drown. You know why Peter didn't drown? Do you think that if that Jesus would have ever let Peter drown? I, 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 I don't think so. Because when he prays, he says that, when he prays in John 17, he says that I have kept all those whom you have given me except for the son of perdition. So that shows that he was going to keep to keep them. So he wasn't going to let them drown. So God's not going to let you to let you drown. But be careful that you stay in God through it all. Mountains are stepping stones. That's the next point. Mountains are stepping stones into the next step of our destiny. Into the next step of our of our dest of our destiny. Mountains are stepping stones. And to move mountains, you need to put your faith in Jesus. And so what's all this pointing to? All of this is pointing to what we're called to do. It's pointing to our calling. We're called to do the impossible. We're called to glorify God here on earth. All of this is pointing to that. And it's pointing to how the storms, the fires, and all that, how it's meant to distract us from that. It's meant to distract us from the love of God, from whatever, from uh, how much God cares about us. But then, uh, what the enemy Intense for evil. God can turn it around and use it for good. He can use the storm. 
He can use the storm too. Hallelujah. He can use the storm to have you walk on water. He can use the fire to purify you. The waters to clean you. God turns things around for his glory. I believe that we're all called. I believe that we all have a purpose. And that is to serve God on earth. To bring the kingdom. That is, that is our duty on earth. To bring the kingdom nature. The nature of the kingdom of God. The joy of the kingdom of God. The, the kingdom of God on earth as it is in heaven. That is what we're called to do. That is what we're called to do. To represent Christ. We're the ambassadors of Christ. And through situations and through struggles, just hold on and keep your eyes on Jesus. And as you keep your eyes on Jesus, you will walk. You will walk on water. As you keep your eyes on Jesus and as you follow him through the storm. I love the picture of how picture of how Peter was following Jesus through the storm. And as you follow him through the storm, you will have dominion over the storm. We're called to have dominion over this over these things. The Red Sea that stood before the children of Israel, the Jordan that stood before before them. Those are just their bridges to the promised land. And I'm telling you, your struggles are bridges that lead you closer and closer to your purpose, closer and closer to accomplishing what God has called you to, closer and closer. So just hold on for your calling. Just hold on. Just be strong. Don't let go. In conclusion, God is right there with you in the fire. He's given you authority over seas, Jordans, fires, <laughs> waters, mountains. God has called you to have dominion, to walk on water. God has a purpose for you and he's called you like he called Peter to follow him, to lead people to Christ, to perform miracles, and oh so much more to the glory of God. Storms and fires will come. But God tells you, you don't have, don't be afraid. Trust in me. I know what I'm doing. Waters will clean you. Fires will purify you. That's why James says, consider yourselves fortunate when you go through trials and tribulations. Have you ever thought, God, where are you? Do you not care? Remember, he's not going to let you drown. It reminds me of an instance in the Bible where they were on this boat and in another storm. And they were like, and Jesus was sleeping. And they were like, Lord, do you not care that we're perishing? Those words right there, do you not care? Those, maybe we might, we might have not said it verbally. Maybe we might have thought it. Like, God, do you not care? And God, all throughout the Bible... And the Bible, he has made a way that we could have, that we can have a Bible. We have the Bible on our phones. We have the Bible, the physical Bibles. He's made a way that we could have the Bible, that we could have his word. And the Bible is his letter of love to us. Now I encourage us all to hold on through the storm because they will come to hold on in the fire because we will be thrown into fires. 
to hold on, to keep our eyes on him through it all, to keep our eyes on him. He will go through it, but they will not harm, but he will not harm us. That's what God promises to us. And uh, he'll only lead us to the next part of our life, to the next part of God's plan, to the next part of God's purpose, to the next part of our destiny. That's what it's all leading to. That's what storms are meant for. That's what fires are meant for. That's what they're meant for, to lead us to the next the next part of our life. And so in ending, I love you and uh, I'm with you through storms, through whatever storm or whatever you go through, that God's right there with you. And uh, feel free to contact me anytime. And feel free to contact me anytime and like I'm available and uh, you know what we're all we're all brothers and sisters like consider me as your brother as your brother as you listen to me and as you and as you you know it and as you apply what I speak here in your own lives and so And so again, I just want to say that I love you, I love you, I love you. And uh, God loves you and God cares very deeply. He is with you. Don't give up. Don't let go. Hold on to God. Praise Him no matter what. And know that you will make it out. You will make it out of this. And this has been another, this has been another episode of Empowerment with Dokabunda. Bye-bye. <laughs>